On this episode of The Blaze Talks, we sit down with McLean High School basketball coach and former local basketball player to talk local hoops, his Highlander team, and this upcoming high school basketball season. This is a great way to hear about your local high school, McLean, and some adjustments they have made to improve the culture. Let me introduce you to Mitchell Davis, head coach, and let them know where you come from and how you started coaching. All right, first off, I want to say thanks for having me. Um, you know, me and you go way back from before high school days. So uh, let me just start from the beginning. Uh, wasn't born here in Fresno, but grew up here in Fresno. Um, started off, went to Lincoln Elementary, made my way to Kasner, and then from there, uh, cross turned in to uh, Hoover High School. Um, ended up picking up basketball doing all right with it. And then uh, from there, I ended up playing a year at Fresno City. And then from there, I wanted to find a way to still be in the game of basketball. And you know, the only way to do that is, you know, pick up the other side and start coaching. And so I actually ended up at an elementary school. Um, don't even know how I ended up there. Uh, ended up coaching at an elementary school, went to a tournament at McLean, and that was how um, I picked up a JV job at McLean High School. Was there for about three years, uh, coaching JV, uh, coached a year of varsity, and then went to Sunnyside uh, under my good friend, Corey Duckworth. Was there for three years, learned a whole lot. And then last year, like you said, uh, ended up getting the McLean High School job. And now I'm here. Man, what a, what a turnaround, right? From coming from, you know, the elementary school. And I, I know you probably dreamt of, uh, coaching someday you know and and putting your imprint on on the next uh generation of uh talent you know uh and like like we were talking about prior to this podcast you know we came from a lineage of of great basketball players mm -hmm. you know great athletes um and we started off like you said we started off with elementary school yeah uh you went to uh lincoln right yeah. lincoln uh, who else did you have on, on the uh, Lincoln squad right there? Myself, Brandon Knight, uh, Big Myrick Wilson, uh, Maddie Penner. It was a, a good group of kids back then. It's a deep, a deep, uh, <laughs> and you would have had, I know you guys would have had Brooke and Robin, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah, I had that night went to Fort Washington, yeah. Hey, Fort Washington for life. <laughs> I'm not going to say anything, but we used, I think that was, that was the hardest matchup. Uh, at that level, uh, elementary school, and and that was a top. We had some top top games. You know what I mean? Oh yeah, most definitely. So, just to say, what was what was your guys' record? Would you remember your elementary school record? Not really. I just remember. I remember, like you said, the, those Fort Washington games being pretty tough, and us always having either undefeated or, or both teams were right there going for that league championship. It, it, it's crazy to think, you know, we come. So far now, we're, we're, I mean, we're, we're in our 30s now, you know, and, and, and beyond now, so we can't really put a, a stamp on it. But uh, one thing I, 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 I recognize is that you've always had a, the great, a great game. Dude. You always had, you know, that 12 points or, or 10 points, even in elementary school, you know what I mean? And, and you had that jump shot. Um, I just remember, like, just Brooke and Robin being able to just dunk basically on every 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 possession, you know what I mean? Oh, uh, yeah. They were dominant even in the elementary school level. 
which man, like it, it amazes me to to know that we were able to play with two great NBA players, you know, and, and honestly grow up with these guys, you know. Um, so did you ha did you have any uh, Brook and Robin stories that you guys uh, you can share? Not that I can remember. Um, I have something to share from last year, but uh, first off, I'm gonna have to. Uh, have my kids listen to that after you say that okay. we were just talking about that not too long ago with my younger group coming up me and my assistant coach joseph rusan we had to pull some stuff out of the archive archives from fresno b to get these guys to know hey you know your coaches used to be something back in the day yeah, hey, but, uh, it, hey, and, and if, if you're listening i'm telling you this guy was the most disciplined player that i've ever i've ever witnessed uh Throughout high school too, you know. Uh, where, where did you go to uh, junior high school? I went to Casman. So you went to junior, junior high school with me then. Yeah. Did we play uh, basketball together at Casman, or did you? I play played football. Bar? I played football oh, at Casman. So yeah. That was your probably yeah. your first sport, right? Yeah. So how how did how did that become? You know, the transition from football to basketball. Can you can you talk about that? Oh yeah. I, for me, super simple. I just I you know I have a brothers that play college football. A brother that plays in the NFL. Uh, for me, I'm, I'm the complete opposite of dad. I coach professional football, complete opposite. I enjoyed football up to the point of getting hit and taking the contact. <laughs> so, so at that age, what, what position you were playing? Like running back? Or? Yeah, I was playing running back and tight end. I was kind of out there doing it everything. The brute force, especially yeah. at that level. Oh, you yeah. know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, almost three, 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 uh, three attempts. You, you know, you're running. Mm -hmm. You're running a. a, 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 a inside run or whatever oh, yeah. you know and i that. remember we were running the wing t so it was like a run 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 pass a handful of times so so do you remember maybe one of those moments where you got hit that made you want to transition oh yeah so i remember actually it started early i remember seventh grade versus eighth grade scrimmage and i got hit i got popped pretty good on a pass i was like ah oh, for this year it might might be it for me you talked about your dad so uh you played play professional yeah so growing up uh we were always kind of on the road because uh, my dad played arena football growing up. Um, he played for the San Jose Sabercat teams in the 90s. Um, it's like actually in their uh, ring hall of fame or whatever. Uh, played there, played a couple years in Arizona, played a couple years in New York. Uh, before that, played some football in the Canadian League. Uh, had a couple tryouts in the NFL. Um, so we've always been around the game at a high level too. Grandpa, grandpa ran track. Uh, cross country at JC uh, out there at COS. Mom played softball, basketball at Cuesta College. Um, so we, we've Filled always came from, yeah, came from Filled an athletic athletes. family. And that's probably where you get your competitiveness, you know, yeah. to keep to keep grinding and keep going, you know. Uh, and that's something that, you know, I, I admire and I definitely wanted to get you on the podcast because seeing, seeing you uh, making that transition, you know, from player to coach is, is a big transition and uh, especially, you know, we, the, the history that we've had playing uh, throughout elementary school, junior high school, and high school, uh, seeing that transition and knowing that you're going to be, you know, one of those coaches here in the future, that's a big, big move for us, dude, here in the Valley. And I want to just salute you for that. Oh, man, appreciate it. I mean, you know basketball is so big for us. And especially high school basketball around Fresno is so huge. And, you know, guys are still coaching from when we were playing. So, I mean, these jobs don't come around very often. Our old high school coach, our freshman, sophomore year, uh, Tim Hamilton, is uh, over at Buller. His brother Tony's at Clovis North. Uh, you know, my good friend Corey Duckworth has been at Sunnyside for a while now. Um, uh, who else? Uh, guys that were still coaching back then. You know, Will Hooker was at Memorial. He's just got the central coaching job. 
Um, so I mean, these like I said, these jobs don't come around very often. So when they do come around, and you're able to get one. I mean, it, it's it's very grateful just to have one. So let's talk about that transition. You know, you you said you went from that elementary school to uh, now coaching at JV. Uh, what I know that's a big jump from you know coaching kids. You know where we first started uh, really competing against each other, and then jumping up to that JV spot. Um, let me know like. How would how was that balance for you to know that maybe you had the full on control with the players at in sixth grade or whatever at that age till you know now you're having to show young men how to be men or how to be good good uh, student athletes? Oh yeah, it's it's a transition indeed. Uh, so you're going from I'm going from coaching fifth and sixth grade kids you know when one of the better teams in Fresno Unified the school district to now I'm up there in high school I don't have any you know prior high school coaching experience you know thinking off the top of my head how are these kids going to react to you know the way i coach how are they going to react to you know just the way we interact in general um you know prior to me going there thinking that you know mclean has always been at the bottom not just of you know whatever league they're in but just the bottom of basketball in general in the town mm-hmm. so it was like okay well you know there's obviously going to be a steep hill to climb but um, just the moment I took over, I don't know what it is. Um, you know, I've, I've been around, like I said, higher up, uh, whatever you want to call it, sports, basketball, football in general. My parents, after they transitioned from playing, were turned into coaches too. So being able to draw on that experience and seeing how they were able to get kids to do things, how they were able to treat them. And I was just able to draw on that and then just take off from there. And I've never had, you know, any bad experiences or anything like that everything's always been on the up and up now now are you uh teaching out at uh, mclean as well yeah so this year not only was my first year coaching varsity basketball it was my first year being a high school teacher so Congrats, last year man that's great it. that's great dude that's great Prior talk, talk to, about uh, that 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 experience too oh yeah, first yeah. Year. so jumping into it um i was actually hired at fort miller i was teaching middle school uh special education math and um the opportunity arose. I was coaching at Sunnyside. The opportunity arose for me to apply for the job at McLean. Uh, I applied for it. was thankful to get it. And then I was thinking, you know, oh, shoot, how am I going to be able to teach at the middle school and at the same time, you know, make those trips to go coach at the high school every single day? The road games yeah, and all that. all that stuff. You know, am I going to be able to leave class early? Is it going to be able to someone to cover for me, especially, you know, coming back from COVID and stuff like that? Right. Um, but I, it was able to work out to where um, the school district allowed me. There was an opening at McLean in my department special ed so I was able to transfer make that seem uh, transfer effortless um, and then um, just this year my first year as a high school teacher I, I taught English uh, special education English and economics and government for seniors man that's crazy yeah, man crazy so, right? <laughs> so is there any is there any uh, teachers that uh, maybe have influenced you to becoming a teacher? Oh, most definitely. Our teachers from Hoover, I'm still in contact with them today. Uh, Mr. Jeremy Wright, uh, Mr. Broussard, uh, all those guys. Shouts out to Mr. Broussard. Yeah, all those guys helped me get to where I'm at today. Uh, I did like all my uh, pre-experience teaching stuff in both their classes. Um, uh, and the cra- funny thing about it is, one of the guys I, uh, so at my school, we do a co-teach model, right? So there's a general education teacher and a special education uh, special education teacher in the same room, uh, so that we can have intermingled classes. Right. The guy um, I co-teach English with, Mr. Robert Hayes, is best friends with uh, Mr. Wright. 
and it's such a small world where they told me hey i went fishing this weekend with a good friend with a good friend of yours and i was like a good friend of mine because uh bob's about you know 25 30 years older than me so uh we're sitting there talking and i go a good friend of mine he goes yeah uh jeremy wright i go oh that's my high school uh, history teacher <laughs> that's great and he goes yeah it's been my best friend since we were at fresno state together i was like such a small world those connections though oh, those yeah. are gonna last a long time you yeah. know and you see it probably making that transition now you're you know your head coach you're teaching you probably uh to still take uh those people that you've met throughout the years and keep those connections strong throughout the district or, or throughout the you know uh, the whole basketball scene oh, yeah. um, but knowing that you know that you have uh, some of those people to kind of rely on probably made that transition for you a little bit easier a little bit more successful for you at that first year right because now you have somebody to really grab onto and absorb some of that knowledge and that's something that I think uh, it's important to have here, uh, especially when people, when you see these kids now growing up, you know, at, at our age at that time, we didn't really think about that. But now we should push that for these kids to understand. You need these connections now for the for the rest of your life. Everything that you do now is going to count for the rest of your life. And those connections with your fifth, sixth grade, seventh grade teacher are going to last until you're 30, 40 years old, you know, and, and beyond. You know, those connections will last forever. And that's something that I think that you, what you're doing with these kids and knowing that you even came from that sixth grade to the high school level, now you're probably looking at these kids that you coached in sixth grade coming up uh, into your program and you're saying, oh man, look at this kind of uh, tree that I'm growing, you know, the roots that you're, that you're giving out. Oh yeah. And let's talk about some of, uh, some of the, uh, the, the learning curves that you had uh, throughout this season. I know you won uh, the league the league this year? Did no, you not quite. Year? Uh, we won a couple of tournaments, preseason tournaments. Yeah, we came in second, tied for second in our league. Uh, yeah. Last year? Yeah. Last yeah. season. Okay, yeah. okay. So, but you saw some major adjustments from the probably the, the, the seasons prior. Oh, so this this is my first year. There. This is my first year as a head coach, okay. varsity head coach. Okay. Um, but yeah, there was definitely. I, I thought you curves. were assistant coach. Oh, so I was assistant coach, but at another school. Oh, oh, yeah, yeah at Sunnyside. Yeah. My bad, my yeah. bad. Okay, I got that correct now. Um, so even at uh, Sunnyside, did you see a little difference from the from the uh, the competitive level from these kids? Like, did you see that Sunnyside maybe had more of a competitive edge than McLean at that time? Uh, at the time I switched, one thing that was evident was just. Uh, the type of athletes that we had over at Sunnyside were like far more, uh, we had actual basketball players, guys that just focused solely on basketball. We're at McLean, we're in the middle of town. We got a lot of kids that are dual tri-sport athletes. Um, but over at Sunnyside, my first year there, actually, we uh, made it to the semifinals of uh, Division One, wow. and we, we knocked off Bullard in the play, or Buchanan in the playoffs. We knocked huge. off my brother, uh, Clovis West. Wow, and that's that was a huge. big. That was like, how, how was uh, that coaching against your brother? That was crazy. So I actually coached against him before. Uh, his freshman year, we, were, we ended up in the same tournament at Clovis West, and I coached against him then. And he kicked my butt then uh, on the JV team. And then at that uh, moment in time, he was a sophomore on varsity, and I was coaching. Uh, assistant at, at Sunnyside, and we met in that semifinal matchup or the quarterfinals to go to the semifinals for the um, uh, Valley Championship. Ooh. And so that was a tough week of uh, you know not having a lot of communication with him, and just every he's focused on his thing, I'm focused on my thing. I'm watching film on him. That's and that you competition. Going, yeah, so we're going from right that, that tight brother relationship that we have 
to where it's now I'm looking at him solely uh, on tape as a basketball guy. Okay, what can I do to take this away from him? Uh, what well, you can do I do? his weaknesses yeah. in a way already, you know, but yeah, now you know, I'm looking he might at it play more, at another level. Yeah, though, so now I'm looking you know? at it more in depth. Right? Yeah. So now I'm looking at it not as, um, it's hard to watch tape on, okay, this is not my brother. I'm, this is a, a, an opponent now. Yeah. And so watching that and then after, I didn't think of like the, what do you call it, consequences, repercussions of actually beating them, right? right. So I'm sitting there thinking like, okay, we made it a far. I've never been this far. Because when I was at McLean, we went to the playoffs one time and we never advanced first, first, uh, past the first round. So here we are with the trip to go to semifinals on the line. And not only that, I'm playing against, you know, my baby brother. <laughs> and so I got parents in the stands. I got grandparents in the stands. And they're not cheering for me. They're cheering for him. Now, where, where, where did this game take place? At Club West. Oh, yeah. man. So they're number one seed. So they're favored like heavily. And it's rocking. Yeah. Oh, yeah, no, I know Clovis West games, dude. They they rocking over yeah. there. So it's packed. And uh, like I said, I got parents there, grandparents there. They're not rooting for me. They're rooting for him. Uh, but we did such a good job, like, just over-scouting them and just having our kids overly prepare for that game. And we end up winning by nine. And I remember just, not like I said, not thinking of the consequences or repercussions of beating them, going through that handshake line, you know, shaking my brother's hand he's got his head down he just lost big game i look up in the crowd my parents are kind of mad see the frustration on their faces and then uh not thinking about it and you know in a joking way you know i, I talked to my mom afterwards and she goes you know we're not going to babysit your son for the next two weeks right <laughs> okay hey, that's your baby boy man that's how it is um now let me ask you this coming from the, the you know that the um the assistant coach now going to the head coach. Um, tell me about that transition, and, and let me know what kind of more responsibilities or more of a, a hands-on work have you been uh, from making that jump from assistant coach to now head coach. Oh, okay, uh, I, to say that to start, um, I'm just I learned from one of the best. Like I said, Corey Duckworth has been a good friend of mine the last five or six years took me under his wing um, and I learned from him how to operate a basketball program uh, from top to bottom you know how do you treat your student athletes uh, how do you interact with other coaches just how do you run a program a top-notch program in general um, but obviously going from an assistant coach where you know your focus is solely basketball and just the kids you know um, you know you're watching tape you're watching film it, that that's all it is you're just worried about your varsity kids in general to now inheriting taking over a program of my own where now it's the whole program in general not, mm -hmm. not just in general it's the whole entire program right so you're worrying about you know your freshman kids you're putting together a freshman team you're worrying about your JV kids you're putting together a JV team yeah you have your varsity kids mm -hmm. um, you're delegating now I'm the one delegating stuff to my coaching staff right like who's got the offense who's got defense um, and then not only that um, the way Fresno Unified set up, we have feeder schools, but to a point, kids can kind of go wherever um, they choose. Um, Is it like it used to be when we were, where you had to have the interdistrict transfer? You kind of, kind of. Um, and so you're always on the lookout at your feeder schools. You're holding camps, you're holding fundraisers. So when they tell you that it's a nonstop, you know, 24-7, 365 days a year job, it most definitely is. Now, that's a big sacrifice, right? You, you said you had your son. Um, I know that kind of takes away from uh, being a father in a way, but uh, being able to also draw him to the sport, I bet you that, that shows him a lot as well, you know, and seeing that you're hands-on and, and showing kids maybe his age as well 
helps them out as well too. Oh yeah, you most definitely are. Like you said, you're losing time, but you are, you do become more appreciative of the time that you do have. And then uh, I remember my fondest memories growing up as a kid or were out there in the football field with my dad or in the basketball gym with my mom. And now it, it's crazy how things go for a circle. And now he's growing up with me in the gym. And like, we live in the gym. He comes to the games, comes to the practices. He has his favorite players. Uh, the kids interact great with him. Uh, excuse me. Yeah, you're good. Uh, the kids interact great with him. He's a part of uh, whatever, wherever I'm at, he's at. So, I mean, he sits on the bench during games. How old is he? He's just turned seven. Nice. Yeah, man, that's a good age. Yeah. Um, just to see, uh, like, you and seeing the life that you've already, you know, you're, you're living right now, it makes me motivated as well, dude. I just got to let you know that it's a lot of, um, a lot of things like that. Like, people, it goes unnoticed. And I want you to know that it's it's noticeable. The kids should be listening, you know? I appreciate it. I mean, this is the, for us, the best way to start. I mean, it's not often uh, giving me a platform to brag about my kids that I have. You know, obviously those kids on that side of town aren't talked about nearly enough. So just giving me the platform to just brag about my kids is, is where it starts at. So talk about your upcoming uh, um, season right now. I know you just got done uh, with summer ball, right? And uh, talk about how that went went for you this this uh, past summer. Okay, so we're coming off of uh, a historic season in, in, in terms of you know our school, um, and now we're losing uh, you know ten seniors, uh, which is you know was a third of our team. Uh, is is it's even you know trips my mind to think about now. So we're bringing in a whole new, completely different group of kids. So we started in spring. Uh, we did the same thing, we're following the same format that led to our success last year, which just right. keeping the guys in the gym nonstop. Um, either we're working out or we're going to this tournament on the weekend or we're playing in a league. Whatever it is, it's just reps, reps, stay, reps. Stay busy. Yep, getting those guys that, that game experience so that by the time November, December, January comes around, it's just secondhand nature, no matter how young they are. You come ready to play. Yeah. You're not trying out, you're already in game shape. Yeah. That's how you watch your guys and be focused that way yep. too, right? So what we always tell them is that you get better, uh, not only as an individual, um, but you learn how to compete, and more importantly, you learn how to win in that spring and summertime. And then what you take, you take what you learn then, and you apply it during the season. Uh, so we were, we were going nonstop. We went to a uh, uh, to our league in Madeira South in the spring. And mind you, we have uh, we're playing four incoming freshmen. Um, so guys that are 13, 14 years old, uh, we got a lot of class of 25, so we got a lot of sophomores. Sorry, not to, not to, but that reminds me of your season, your senior year, right? Yeah. You were a senior with a plethora of younger sophomore freshman guys, right? True, true. Okay, okay sorry, I just had to make that <laughs> connection. Uh -huh. Finish what you're saying, though. Oh, yeah, yeah. So, I mean, we're talking about young guys. Like, we only have, in the summer part, we two, three seniors. That's it. Uh, like, one, one junior, the rest are all... And brand new to high school, or, or we're playing at freshman JV level. So we're going. Uh, we did a decent enough job in a couple of tournaments that we did in the spring. The league, we, I think we ended up going like something like seven and five in the league. Um, and then we, we transferred over to the summer. Um, and I actually had the opportunity. So my goal uh, for our feeder programs are we created an AAU program, which nice. we didn't get to do last year. 
uh, partly because of COVID and we had took over in July. So we missed that whole spring and that summer part and we just focused solely on the high school kids. Right. But we were able to create our own um, AAU program uh, which we call Mavericks, the Mavs AU. So we kept that, that whole M thing. Like that. Um, we kept the Mavs AU uh, and we picked up a seventh and eighth grade team. And a lot of those eighth graders, um, four of them are going to end up playing varsity for us this year. So they're going playing from eighth grade basketball to going to play high school, the highest of the high varsity That's basketball. A, okay, so tell me, what does that division look like? What teams do you play in that? In that, in your guys' division. Okay, so we're, the, we they just had divisions come out. We're we're staying division four. Uh, so we're playing a lot of county schools because uh, we we are the smallest school in Virginia right, Unified. Right. Um, so we're playing a lot of the upper upper division county schools um, like Liberty Madeira. Uh, it's been good the last couple it's years. Gonna be a good yeah, it's gonna be uh, a good. A couple of Bakersfield schools. Kerman. Kerman, I want to. Oh yeah, Kerman's okay, four. So yeah, Kerman's four, uh, and they just got a new coach. They they're looking really good this past year. It's gonna be a competitive oh, yeah. division right there, dude. Yeah. That's gonna be nice to go check out. But anyway, so you started that 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 a pretty good uh, summer then. Yeah. So I had we had those uh, eighth graders, which I got to coach the eighth grade team. I had one of my assistants coach the seventh grade team because I knew we were losing so many guys. We're gonna have to have some freshmen step up. So I said, well, let me take over this group, coach them. That way they get to that full introduction to me and the program in one spring. And the kids were, like, absolutely phenomenal. Wow. We ended up going, like, something like 16-2. We ended up winning, like, four tournaments. Um, and so those I invited those four kids to come play varsity in the summertime. So I have those four guys. I have a lot of class of 25, so a lot of sophomores. And uh, we went to a summer league out at Liberty. Um, we ended up going like nine and seven. Uh, we went to a couple tournaments. Uh, we went to a tough tournament uh, two weeks ago at Hoover and uh, one at Madeira South. And with those, we weren't playing any high school level teams. Oh. We were playing AAU teams, like oh, top of the top yeah, yeah, yeah. Fresno Wildcats, the whole different. U. It's a whole different look. Yeah, so they got a lot of kids from Central, uh, Buller, and Memorial. And we actually hung with them. We played a team from Bakersfield that had a lot of East and West kids. Um, and, and to say that I was so proud because our guys are young and, you know, going into this thing, we're not thinking much. Just, you know, keep everything tight. Just do what we do. Don't worry about the score. Just do what we do. But they were able to keep things competitive and we were in those games. Wow. So we're sitting there looking like, oh, if we keep this whole group together, the future is bright because we're going to have these kids for three to four years. So what So what were you, what, what were you saying that on the sideline, just looking at your kids and seeing them grow? Just like that, in, in in a matter of months, dude, and seeing that they, you know, ask these eighth graders to, hey, dude, we need you to jump up and, and really take the reins on on, on this team, um, and seeing them adjusting, how 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 uh, how how do you do that? Like, how do you make these kids be able to think they could jump up to the next level? Because I know for myself. It was a it was a learning curve throughout that seventh eighth grade and then going into the ne the next high school you know oh, yeah. system. So jumping up eighth grade to varsity that's that's a big that's a big feat, dude. Oh yeah. So how do you prepare these kids um, to really to really get that mental part of it down? So what we do is we actually make our workouts and this goes over to the seasons. We make everything so tough that once we get into the games, the games should seem easier than what they've been doing. Um, so like we go through, we put them through, you know, hour, hour and a half uh, shooting workouts where there's hardly any stoppage, no breaks. Uh, and it's always on to the next, carry on to the next. 
and we also try and what's so big especially for our kids from that area is um, we want them to have that supreme confidence no matter what they're doing um, and so you know a lot of those kids from that area from where we're from over there on that side of town mm -hmm. uh, once they make a mistake it's automatically you know the head drops and they, mm -hmm. they get down and uh, everything just goes down from there and anxiety almost, yeah right yep and so we, we try and instill in them no matter what happens we gotta keep going keep going keep going we could care less if you guys make mistakes it, we just can never let those mistakes turn into second mistakes. And that's what I got from you right now when you told me about the points. When you were talking about who cares about the points, but when they made it competitive, that's when you see that, that edge that you, from, oh, the, yeah. from the kids, right? Yeah. Uh, and, and I bet you at that point you were saying, you know what? Yeah. Mad scientists yeah. right here, you know, you rubbing those fingers, rubbing yeah. those hands like, you know what? This is going to be a good, a good upcoming season. And, and you're looking... I can see it in your eyes too that you're that you're looking forward to this next season. And oh yeah, we're, we're I mean we're going to surprise a lot of teams. A lot of teams thought uh, well they didn't expect much of us last year, thinking that you know it's our first year. None of those kids have hardly ever played varsity, and we just took off like a rocket. And then this year, oh they say oh we, they're losing so many guys, um, but at the same time we're working with these guys and building up, and we're going to surprise a lot of teams this year. Now let me ask you, what, what are some of the special things that you see in this uh, group of guys this season? What, what, what are some of the, uh, the gifts that they have and also some of the things that they maybe need to work on as well? Uh, from a team point, uh, and I, you know, as a coach, you always look at, we try not to look at the negatives, but they always just stand out to you because you always want that, that close to perfection as you can get. Um, but for us, it's going to be learning how to, like I said, learn just how to compete like nonstop. That, that whole 32 minutes has got to be competitive no breaks um, and then the biggest thing uh, is taking care of the basketball especially at the high school level usually the team that turns the ball over less is the team that's going to win now now even in that uh, division as you play in do you see a lot of the teams still running like the press uh, and, and doing a lot of that you know um, full court pressing and stuff like that and even at that in, in your kind of division as well at our division not so much uh, a lot of teams um, will come across and play a lot of the old school 2-3 or if they do pick up they'll pick up a zone press where we're unique and that we play uh, from baseline to baseline and we play run and gun. Wow. So we're picking up full court. Uh, we start off in, you know, I don't want to get too much away, but we start no, off no, in the no. zone press. Um, but from there, we're scrambling and we're trapping, we're running and jumping everywhere. And then we get the ball, we want to get a shot up in 10 seconds or less. Get the, get the ball turned over, basically. Yeah. Turn yep. the ball over and let's, let's just go. Yep. And, and, and that's something that I think um, in that division you're going to see is going to work well. You know, and, and, no, and implementing what we've seen all of our lives, and even at you know you went to Fresno City, you said uh, knowing that probably at that stage, you know you were you were playing against uh, hard defenses that were like that, like a, a zone that but but was blinded into a press or yeah. something like that. You know what I mean? And knowing that you were able to. Uh, do it against these teams now, yeah. you know. Well, so means, you have the, that experience oh, yeah. to be able and to it, put it that works in. for us, knowing that on usually in that, in that particular in our right in central Fresno, we don't get a lot of those tall kids. Um, we get a lot of the quicker, scrappier guys, which Hard. works for us, which allows us to hang. The, that style of play allows us to hang with teams when we're playing against guys that are six nine, six eight. Just that running gun speed that allows like us it. to hang with those teams. I like it, and, and, and knowing that that's a like a, a central area. So you're getting players going to uh, uh, Sunnyside, you're getting players going, I don't know what the, 
other is it Hoover? I think Hoover's the closest one over there. Uh, we're right in the middle of town, so we're like a, a mile and a half down the road from Roosevelt. Uh, a lot of sunny, sunny side kids are close. Uh, all the Fresno schools, we're we're right in the middle of them, so we're you know not too far from Fresno Highs up the road down Clinton, right. um, and then Hoover's right down uh, first. How was that coaching against your your alma mater Hoover? <laughs> so that was one thing I was looking forward to, uh, and uh, a crazy thing about it because of COVID, we only got to play them once. So league, we're supposed to play everybody twice. Uh, because of COVID, we only got to play them once, and it was at McLean. So I was looking forward to going to coach back at the event center. Uh, you know, I told, you know, Mr. Bride, told Mr. Broussard, all those guys to show that's up. That's a dope center too. Yeah, that, oh that, yeah. That center that's right that's the, by far the best gym in our league. Um, but, you know, I was looking forward to it. And then uh, at that time, it was like towards the back end of the season, the COVID had hit us. So we had to, to skip that game. So how hard was it to, to be able to, I know you, you were uh, probably going through that tr transition, right, at that time uh, from teaching, I would say. Oh, yeah. Um, how hard was that transition during COVID for you? Oh, it was, uh, you know, when they tell you everything is unique and uh, like nothing's ever done, been done before, I believe it. Uh, I'm going from, you know, I was on the, on track to get my credentials and do all this stuff and just jump right into it to when uh, schools got shut down. So it was hard for me to go do that student teaching type stuff because schools were in session and it was hard to do it online. Uh, so I just went full head in with my um, credential classes. Um, and then coming back, uh, I was able to get into the classroom right when kids were able to come back last April. And so that was all, you know, the only way I knew how to teach to start was just the COVID style, you know, like right. I got kids coming in uh, one day, they're going back home the next day, a new group coming in teaching online, uh, which a lot of uh, older teachers were finding it hard to do. Like that was the only thing I knew coming in because that was my introduction <laughs> right, to teaching. Right. <laughs> and then uh, this year, my first full year in high school uh, was, uh, I was blessed to have just a great experience all the way around. Like all the staff I teach with, I think my administration is one of the best in Fresno. Uh, from my principal, Brian Wolf, all the way down to my vice principals, to my athletic director. Like, everybody helped me, uh, put me on the path to success. Uh, so this past year, uh, we did a lot uh, of, like I said, on historic things. Won 20 games for the first time in, you know, 20 plus years. School record as far as points, um, school record, steals, defense, all that good stuff. Um, so this past year, and let me tell you, we had 10 kids. A lot of them, which never played varsity basketball before. Uh, so our number one player last year was a Marion Pruitt. Kid averaged like 25 points a game. Wow. Never played varsity basketball wow. before. Uh, That's was, hard to do. 20, yeah. Oh, yeah. Along 20 points with 25 points on top of that. Yeah, I mean, great. as a basketball guy, you know how hard it is to That's score 20 tough, in a game. dude. That is tough. Especially when teams know that you're the number one guy and their defense is key towards you. And you're the only guy. Maybe you're the only guy on the team. I don't know, you know, because... Yeah. Having that eye on you is always is always a target. You're always going to be that person to, hey, you know what? I, he scores 25. We're going to put him down to 15. Oh, yeah. Oh, no, we're going to put him down to 10. You yeah. know? Oh, yeah. Allow me to go back real quick when you talked about learning curves. So going off our season, we had started like 3-4-0, like just totally complete dominant wins to start the year. We went to a, a NorCal TV showcase we got invited to up north. What, what so, part of uh, – we played uh, at Atwater High School, but it was teams from, you know, the Modesto area. There's teams coming from further north, like Sonora area. Um, and we were like the only Fresno school there that got invited to go to it. Um, and so that was my full on uh, learning curve challenge was playing Denaire High School from Denaire, California, up there by, I think they're by Turlock. Um, 
they had obviously they had an older coach kind of who was uh, really well endowed to the game. Well, those programs around that area oh, yeah. are top notch. Yeah, so. oh, yeah. I think they ended up making it to like the state quarterfinals. But um, we outplayed them and we weren't thinking much because well, we didn't have much tape on them because we just picked up the game like ASAP. And so we're just thinking, okay, guys, we'll, we'll play our game. We'll force them to play our game. Um, but they had watched enough film and they had good enough coaches to where they went into a triangle and two, oh, uh, which means, you know, they had somebody at the top of the key, they had two guys playing zone, and they had two guys manning up, uh -huh. which, you know, it's, you never see that in high yeah. school basketball. And so we were completely unprepared, and I felt so bad after the game because we didn't, we didn't realize what they were in until about a quarter and a half in because we got off to a really good start. Right. But we were just so focused on the game itself that we weren't making, like, the right adjustments. And so that was, like, my, my welcome to high school, like, the actual welcome to your, your coaching these guys that know what they're doing. Exactly. And so um, that uh, we ended up losing that game. But from then on, it was like, okay, now we gotta be prepared for everything. Now, now you see, you see the, these different types of uh, defenses, like you, you're, you're talking about. Uh, these are these are defenses that you probably get, like you said, at the college level. Oh yeah. You know, these these kids are now learning the college level style of basketball, which is great, dude. I think this is an opportunity for your kids to learn, to really gravitate towards how to prepare, how to win. How to prepare your mind as well. I think that's the I think that's the most important thing because that's what I think I like the most, dude, was my mental preparedness. Um, I had the ability. I think we both know I had the ability, but my mind was always elsewhere. It was never on the game. It was mm -hmm. never. It was never on that one target. Yeah. Um, and I try. I, I have to say I try. I try. I try. But it just never. I never could put, put, fully put myself and commit myself. Oh yeah. And, and seeing that you're doing that to these. Eighth grade kids and bringing them up, man. I, I think that's I think that's amazing, dude. And, and seeing that um, that they're gravitating and bringing in and saying, "Hey, you know what, coach? I want to I want to perform." Yeah. So talk about uh, some more about your team. Yeah, that kid, Marion Pruitt. I like the list goes on and on for what he did for the school. Uh, first team All League, like one vote away from NYL Player of the Year. Uh, Fresno B All Star. Uh, was our fir the first player in school history to make all state, That's which is amazing, crazy. Yeah. Dude. Out of all the schools, you know, we have top Clovis West. You know, we got Clovis North, uh, Bullard, all these great schools in our area, and he's one that makes it all state. Uh, so right now he's looking at uh, he's got his choice of schools right now. It's coming down to the wire right now. He's got to make a decision pretty soon, uh, but he'll be heading wherever he goes. Um, and as long as he's able to stay focused and stay on track, uh, he'll be perfectly fine. Uh, we had another kid uh, was honorable mention all league, uh, and and I, one of the hardest working kids I've seen. Not the most talented, but the most hardworking. Whatever we asked him to do, uh, he he, do it and some, um, which is why he became so successful this year. Another first year varsity guy. He'll be going to uh, Feather River up north to go play. Wow! And then we had a, a great kid. Was like six four, two eighty. A big, big, solid kid in the middle for us, uh, and he's actually going to uh, play football at Fresno City. That's big too, man. Oh, yeah. Fresno City is a great program, yeah. um, and, and I bet you you tell these guys, you know, um, maybe the JC level is a great way to go. You know, you don't have to really dream about uh, the next level being D one. You know, uh, that transition sometimes is almost harder for for oh, players, yeah. right? Yeah. Especially for for us. I mean, for guys where we come from, it's always. I think the JC level is a great option. You know, uh, you get to go in there, you get to experience what college life is like. 
Talk um, about that a little bit too. Yeah, so you, you get to, guys get to go in and, and for uh, some of them, they get that redshirt year, which means they'll, they'll, they're pretty much almost just practice guys, but they get that full experience. They get to go into classes. Uh, they get to get their grades set up. They get to figure college life in general. They get that schedule down. They get the workout time. They get the, that whole year to get reps, to work on their bodies, to do all that stuff. And then they're prepared to have those breakout standout freshman sophomore years which if they do plan to pursue basketball to keep going with it uh it just sets them up in in a greater position and like you said it doesn't have to be division one like we know guys that go from jc to two to three right. or even nai basketball there's two levels of nai basketball and, and, and nai is also a great oh, yeah. division as well i mean um just basketball uh at a whole i think just Continuing to play is the is the dream for oh, some of these yeah, players, you know. General, yeah, and I bet you it was it was a dream of yours as well, right? Oh yeah. Um. So when you hit that scene in, in uh, after high school uh, at Hoover and JC, uh, did you know that you wanted to maybe coach as well as play, or was it a limbo for you of, of what you wanted to do? For me, it was oh, okay. Let me try and take this thing as far as I can take it, and then um, after my time at Fresno City. Uh, you know, I had a couple injuries, body was beat up, and I was like, okay, I, I think I can, I'm satisfied with where I took this thing. Um, you know, I played for one of the, the number two ranked JC in the country. I played around so many great guys. Weren't you guys undefeated for yeah, like two seasons? Like 32, or? The team I played on went 32-0 and 0 right. and lost in the final four. Um, but it was like, I, I got to meet, you know, so many great guys I still keep in touch with today um, that ended up playing uh, college basketball at a high, the highest of high levels. Um, and I had thought, like I said, like I mentioned earlier, what's one way that I can keep, you know, I, I, you know, we love the game so much. What's one way that I can keep being a part of it? And, you know, coaching just stood out right there. And, and, and you saying that being, I, I just really thought about it right now is, you know, I'm connected to the game still too, just by having you on the podcast. And I, you know, basketball, like you say, has always been a part of my life, um, always been probably a part of your life and the, the connections that you've shared just with that, you know, and that's what I think why I want people like you on the podcast, um, coaches that really uh, could implement that these connections will take you to the next level as well. Not only in your basketball journey, but in your adulthood journey as well, oh, yeah. you know? Yeah. And I, I and I think that's what you're showing your kids too, by being on the podcast, but also showing them that, you know what, your platform is what you make it. And, that, and being a coach is your platform. So I think, you know, you you being and showing these kids, man, be disciplined. You know, stay stay on the on the narrow on the narrow path, and uh, take my advice. And, and my advice is not only my advice, right? It's your dad's advice, it's your mm -hmm. mom's advice, it's your brother's advice. Who's also in the NFL, right? Yeah. Top, what team does he does your brother play for? I, I know he. Uh, so currently, uh, he plays for the Philadelphia Eagles. He's a safety for them. Uh, he's a full time special teams player. So he's. Uh, I've seen him run down the kickoffs, punts, he's all that. So we, you know, I get a lot from the kids. Oh, your brother, he plays in the NFL. He doesn't actually play. No, he actually plays. Like, he's out there on the field getting reps and doing all that good stuff. He's sweating. Yeah. Oh, yeah, he's working out there. And I think the best thing about it is one of the one things, and I hate to bounce from, like, topic to topic. No, I like it. I like it. Sorry. One thing we are able to do, especially starting last year, was we will, during the summer, we were able to have guest speaker series. So uh, we bring in college athletes, professional athletes to come and talk to our guys and let them know that if, if this is something you want to pursue here's the route to take or here's my story 
what can you take from my story that's applicable to yours life and what you can implement from my life and put in yours um, and like last year I had my sister-in-law she played basketball at, at um, San Jose State she played a little bit of semi-pro basketball uh, I had my brother uh, NFL player uh, I had uh, Denzel Johnson wow come, uh, you know a, local legend yeah player, oh yeah he was an amazing player yeah. played at uh, Santa Clara played a little bit uh, in Germany I believe um, and then uh, I had one of our guys uh, who I was able to coach his sophomore year on the claim before I left the sunny side um, and he's ending up making a great name for himself I actually invited him back um, this year and he comes out works out in the summertime he's playing at Rocky Mountain College in Montana wow. uh, through by way of Porterville JC he's completely turned uh, himself into one of the better players in the area he's by far to me one of the top guys to come out of our high school Wow! Um, and he's probably gonna end up playing Pro overseas, uh, Tayshawn Bradford is the wow. name to look out for. He's okay. playing in the Fresno Pro Am right now, um, and he's making a name for himself. Okay. So I had him come and talk, and and out of everyone I had, uh, his advice is like gospel to these kids because he comes from where they come from, uh, sat in the same desk that they sat in the class, um, so they listen to him, and he's always there giving pointers, talking to the kids. Uh, so like everything he's done for us is like. Great. But but also the names that you said is uh, people of color too, man. Like, yeah. Like that's important. Seeing someone that uh, that is just like you, you know, and I, I think that was the hardest part for me coming from this area. Yeah, you know what yeah. I mean? Was not seeing that it was it like I could see it in myself that I could be there and be oh, yeah. uh, competitive in that nature. You know. But but seeing some people that that you're familiar with that you say you know it's my sister, my brother. And being able to draw these people and have them being able to affect your kids as well, I bet you that gives you a lot of a lot of pleasure as well. Oh yeah, and I'm you know to tell you the truth, I'm glad I brought that up, and that was part of one of my reasons of making that jump from Kasner going to Hoover um, was just I was like, okay, I've never had you know anybody who looks like me as a teacher, let alone a coach. It's true. And so you know, it's like how do you find that relatability? And when I took over, one of the things I said was, I'm going to put together a staff, diverse, um, a diverse staff um, that's a reflection of the kids we have. And not only are they going to be a reflection of the kids we have, it's going to be a McLean program for McLean guys. So everyone on our program, I think we're unique in the fact that every guy that we have uh, as a staff on our staff, you know, freshman coaches, JV coaches, volunteers are either McLean teachers or they played at McLean, which is, you know, unheard of. It's amazing. Yeah. I mean, but that's the legacy that you want to leave behind. Exactly. Uh, what, are, what are you looking forward to uh, seeing this season now? Oh, so, so this year, uh, we're looking forward just to grow, uh, just to watch these young guys take what they've learned and just run with it and just blossom. Uh, like I said, we got our, our four young guys, um, class of 2026. Uh, we got one kid, Demetrius Simon, is off playing with his, uh, he plays for AAU team, JMJ, there in Indiana right now. Uh, he's doing, so he's doing his thing. Uh, we have uh, Kevon Bircher, uh Isaac Richardson has like turned the corner uh, as a kid who we 
Mike thought as an incoming freshman would play JB, showed us phenomenal athleticism on the floor, he's gonna end up playing varsity. And then Jaden Turner is another kid who's probably about six feet right now, who by the time it's all said and done, we're looking at him probably being six four, six five Ooh. by the time he's done with his high school career. That's a great um, size for a player right Oh yeah, there. so I got those four freshmen. I got uh, an incredible class of sophomores. Um, Jasmine Boyland is actually playing, going to play this weekend in Las, not this weekend, next weekend in Las Vegas. He's going to play with Jalen Green Elite, so one of the top AAU teams in the area, Dang. which is big for us. We yeah. have one of those kids. We can say we have one of our top kids playing on one of the top AAU programs. Man. Uh, we have uh, Desir Newhouse. AAU is so much different oh, now, yeah. though. I'm sorry. Just to say that, man. <laughs> AAU is so much different than where we came from. You oh, know? yeah. But continue. continue. Oh, yeah. So we, I got another kid that's a stud of an athlete football, basketball kid, all-around athlete, uh, left-hander, uh, this year Newhouse, probably going to end up being one of our team captains, just has theater written all over him. Uh, oh, go ahead. No, 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 I was just breathing oh. my back. <laughs> ahead, no. uh, so he's a great kid. Um, uh, Dante Price, going to be a senior, six feet, can shoot the lights out. Uh, so we're, it, it's going to be an exciting year. It's definitely going to be full of challenges, just the, just the typical challenges that come with having a younger group but by the time we get to the end of the year it, it they should be seeing the reaping the benefits of their you know their hard work and all that stuff and, and you said you lost 10 seniors right last yeah. season so what 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 do you think those four players that are returning have learned from those 10 seniors from last year and and, and the progress that you made from last season so hopefully those returning guys um have learned Number one, um, all the ins and outs of you know what we want, what we our expectations. Uh, this will be year two for them in the program, so they know things haven't changed. You know we're not going to change the way we coach. Uh, we're always going to go you know full uh, full pedal to the metal uh, all the time. So hopefully they've learned that and they're become adjusted to that. They've had that year to become adjusted to that, especially those guys that didn't play as much. Now they're taking on a leadership role. Um, which we expect them to help guide these younger guys as we kind of go along. Now talk about maybe their academic obligations that that are you're holding accountable for these kids as well. Um, did you do you have maybe a, a academic you know obligation for them for them uh, to be able to play or be involved in the basketball at all? Yeah. So our our thing is we want we're changing this whole entire thing. You, you mentioned we changed the culture. Now we want to take it from beyond high school. Like uh, we're putting three guys into college this year, uh, and and we're taking uh, as college athletics. We're putting three guys into college athletics. We're putting the other seven guys are going to college in general, which is a big win for us. Every every senior we had graduated, and they're moving on to uh, uh, higher education. Um, so uh, we want to make that transition as easy as we can, and that starts with, like you said, the academic part of it. Um, Last year, our, we had a team GPA of 3.0, which is huge. Wow. Uh, a B average for every single for one of those everyone, kids. That, how, everyone. And how many do you have on your so roster? So 15. And yeah. does, it, does that include um, team manager as well? Yeah. Yep. So um, that was huge for us. That's amazing. Um, but going forwards, um, we have study hall for these kids. Um, we offer them... Um, we're going to offer them tutoring services whatever they need to make them successful we'll have for them um, and we have a, a 2.5 rule for everyone in general where study hall is optional uh, if you have above that 2.5 but if you're hovering below it 
then you know you're much required to be in class to, to get that extra work done now do you see maybe some of these uh the, the maybe even the four that are returning maybe uh start seeing them become leaders themselves um maybe through you you know uh, just by coaching them for that one year maybe saying hey you know what i could uh show these guys some of the ropes too and bring them into uh you know a leadership role do you see them uh, starting to evolve as well yeah so i see that and it's not by by choice some of them have kind of fought it because you know you know kids are kids kids are going to always be kids and um sometimes they just don't have those leadership qualities um, and they'd rather just fall into the background but with the, such a young group we have, we kind of have to force those guys to speak out. And, okay, you're going to have to be the leader of, you know, X drill, and you're going to have to be leader of Y drill. And these younger guys are looking at you. You may, you may not know it, but they're looking at the way you carry yourself and the way you interact with us. Because to tell you the truth, we're we're not always the easiest group of guys to play for. Because like I said, we're competitive. Mm -hmm. We want to win. We want to. Uh, push and push and best. push to get the best yeah. out of these guys mm -hmm. and sometimes it might not seem that way at the, at the moment right? right you know maybe coach is getting on me or whatever but the reason we're doing is to get get the best out of you mm -hmm. and so um we want those guys to show the way we coach hard take the hard coaching so these younger guys can see it and and it's easier for them and, and do you see that uh, starting to blossom your program a little bit and making it a little bit easier on you as well, maybe when it comes to having to direct uh, players in practice or even in the game situations? Oh, yeah, yeah. So we're uh, we're always going to try and push for uh, player-led. Oh, the best teams are always player-led. It's true. Um, you know, guys that uh, take control and get the other guys to follow suit are always the best teams. We found that, or I found in general, just the teams that have coaches, that the only voice you hear is the coach's voice. It, it gets old, it gets drowned out. But when it's coming from your peers, it, it just means a little more, it means something different. And it's a little different from our time too, yeah. where oh, yeah. uh, the coaches you see yell at us, yeah, instead of yeah. now you have to be a, almost a player coach, yeah. right? In yeah. parentheses, player coach. But I think all coaches should, I mean, all players should be able to be coachable in some way, yeah. you know? Um, at, at the same time, are you guys still implementing maybe an inside game for these guys as well? So it's it's kind of a mixed bag for us, uh, especially for me. Um, growing up with all the old school coaches I had, like you mentioned, Coach Sharkey. Uh, rest in peace to him. Um, uh, but with the group we have, we're so small. Just the run and gun just completely fits with us. I think last year we shot about close to like 33s a game. Uh, so we're going to kind of try and keep that uh, momentum flowing. Uh, we do run uh, a system of uh, kind of, you want to call it five out, which you see at the next level, uh, with a lot of not only ball movement, our, our key is a lot of player movement. Right. So our goal is, yeah, we want to get a shot up in 10 seconds, but if it's not there, all five guys need to touch the ball and all five guys need to move. And, and um, take that chunk of the clock out, right? Yeah. yeah. And, and is that something that you've seen um, at, at the level that you're coaching at now that, um, especially in the division you are, uh, I'm not saying it's a lesser division or anything. I just know that the, you know, the pool of talent is a little bit different in your guys' division. Um, do you see it uh, as um, they can adapt to to uh, what is thrown at them at, at certain points? Like, are you able to let them learn on the fly, or is it seriously just you coaching the whole game? Oh no! So our our goal as a varsity staff has always been coach them in practice and let them 
uh, take what they learn in practice and apply that to the game. And if there's adjustments that need to be made, okay, we'll stop and make those adjustments. But our goal is to get them to recognize whatever situation they come in uh, so that by the time they take it to the game, they know exactly what to do. And we're just pretty much spectators on the side. So, so is there any games that you guys are looking forward to this year that you have uh, circled on your guys' schedule? Oh, yeah. So we have – we're going to start off against Madeira High, uh, which we did last year. Uh, Dave Lozano's team looking pretty good. We played them a couple times in the summer. Um, they're looking really strong. Um, so we always look forward to that game. He's a good friend of mine. Um, we're going to go to another showcase game uh, up in Sonora. We're going to play at Columbia College. Uh, and we're playing a team from Angels Camp, um, Bret Hart High School. So we'll have that one circled in December. Um, we have Paso Robles High School coming to McLean, uh, November 22nd, I believe, uh, during Thanksgiving vacation. Um, and then we have, we're going to East Bakersfield, which is, we played them in a championship of one of our preseason tournaments last year, and we beat them so that I know they're they're looking forward to so that game against four us. players have got that ready to yeah, go. Yeah, so that's one thing our guys, uh, younger guys, have had to make the adjustment coming up is that our guys did so well last year that these teams are looking to you know kind of get that payback or they know what's coming from yeah. us. So now these younger guys are getting the brunt of it. Um, but those are those are games we got looking forward to. Uh, also, our league is expanded, um, so it's not the same NYL past. Uh, Reedley's no longer in our league. Um, they were back to uh, I think they're back in the league with Selma and Emmanuel so now it's all, all the Fresno schools so uh, McLean, Hoover Roosevelt, Fresno Roosevelt and then we're picking up some of the Madera schools, Madera South uh, we pick up the new uh, Madera High School, Matilda Torres and then the brand new Sanger High School, Sanger West Wow! so it's an 18 league it's a pretty deep that's team a, that's, a pretty that deep sounds league. like a great I mean, especially when you're getting those new schools like yeah. uh, Sanger and then Madera um, some of the sometimes the talent goes with the school, right? Like exactly. it, it, it goes with it goes with the times, basically. So seeing that you're going to have a big schedule ahead of you, um, what, what 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 do you think uh, as a coach you're going to have to really get ready for for yourself? Not only for the kids, but yourself. Like what, what is the daily grind for you? Get up, uh, maybe look at film for like just give me an average day of how it is in the season for you. Okay, so uh, uh, average day for me, waking up, you know, getting my son ready for school, taking him, going to work myself, teaching a couple periods. Uh, as a special ed teacher, I'll have two prep periods of my own. Um, so one, I'll try and get as much work as I can on that, that off period that I have, get everything done kind of out the way. So that way, by the time comes, I think last year I had a six period prep, which towards the end of the day was nice because uh, flowing into... Uh, if it was a game day, I watch film, uh, have invite kids to come in or have, have my assistant come in. We'd have that hour or so to talk about, you know, game plan, uh, strategy, X's and O's. Um, uh, we'd have that part um, and then flow over on a game day. Okay, set the gym up, make sure everything's all tied if it's a home game. Um, snack bar, all that good stuff. Um, make sure the freshman kids have everything they need ready to go. Uh, JB kids have all their, their stuff to go make sure the varsity kids are fed before their game um, And then if it was a normal day practice teach my couple periods um, Get my work done on those prep periods um, 
And the one the hard thing for us is we only have one gym compared oh. to most schools have Man, two. That must be tough. Dude. Yeah, so we have Do you have to share the gym? Yeah, so right we have girls basketball program too, so we gotta uh, share the gym with them. We gotta share the gym with, with three, our with yeah. three teams yeah, on that, our top teams. of that. So yep. you got three girl teams and then your J V and, and uh, freshman boys yeah. team as well. So yeah. you, so it's a rotating schedule. Um, a good good thing our feeder schools aren't that far. So we have our two middle schools. Um, so like I said, during practice, uh, make sure that you know everyone's on the rotation. Everybody knows where they're going. Okay, you guys got practice at this middle school. Uh, other groups got practice late at night at this time. Um, make sure you know kids are getting their homework done. Make sure everything's all set. Uh, so it's it's. And like it's a long day. It's a grind for yeah. you, bro. Oh, yeah. How do you guys get into that Valley Championship um, or the Valley Playoffs? Oh, okay. So now things have, uh, you know, we keep reminiscing going back. Uh, it things are completely different now. So we have um, divisions. It's going to be completely different. It's completely different last year. It's going to be completely different this year. So we have there's six divisions uh, from one all the way to six. Um, there's like I think we expanded to 135 schools to fit within those six divisions um, and now it's crazy because it's not just Valley anymore it's not Fresno or it's not Madeira to Bakersfield it's the coast teams are in it now too oh, wow so uh, I think we're like Lompoc and Cabrillo have joined the section now uh, San Luis huh? yeah San yeah. Luis uh, San Luis High Tascadero all those schools Paso Robles Morro Bay um, and then even further down south, like you have uh, Rosamond, all those like Grapevine area schools. Right, right. Um, so it's a it's a large area. Um, but now, um, so you start off in a certain division, your base division. So like for us, we're base division four, um, and you can either move up or down one one by the time the playoffs start up a division or down a division depending on how you did during the regular season and so last year our base division was four we did so well uh we got bumped up to three so um, so is that how you think it's going now you do good that year then you get bumped up you bumped up like that so you guys if you do good this year then you guys might be bumped up next year yeah so we'll okay. see um um yeah, I mean, that's our goal is we don't, uh, you know, as much as we like, uh, you know, the county schools and all this and that, we want to take this thing as, as high as big, we can Big go. picture is really the... Big picture, yeah. yeah. So we want to yeah. be able to play the, you know, the Edisons, the Bullers. We want to actually play those games and not only play them, we want to compete with those right. guys. And you almost have to when you're competing with those guys and then having to compete with a whole other type of probably style of play yeah, when it comes exactly. to those coast teams or up north and down south you know and I think that's what's so cool about high school basketball too is you see uh, the different styles of play you know and and you said that you you, you know you said uh, you played in that other tournament in Atwater did you see a lot of different other styles yeah so uh, Fresno is pretty much a copycat area uh, a lot of teams especially north of Herndon uh, the track teams uh, a lot of the CMAC teams pick up similar styles to what we do, um, but offensively they run the you know the Vantual route four out one in dribble drive all that stuff. Right. Um, but then you go other places and it's a lot uh, like up north. A lot of teams were more methodical on what they did. Uh, a lot of passing, a lot of cutting, a lot of holding the ball right. to find that right opportunity. Maybe off ball screens. Yeah, and, and exactly. Down, yeah, which down you, you don't you don't see that around yeah. here. Like there's the old school style we used to play back at Hoover. You know, a lot of back screens, I a lot like of flare screens, stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. I love that. So 
style too. Like a lot of stuff you see Golden State Warriors do, right? right. It's not free flowing. Mm -hmm. You don't see around here. It's a lot of one-on-one -on -one dominated driving. The playmakers kick out to the open guy. Um, but up north is is what uh, you see a little bit more of that stuff. So it's a little harder to guard. Guys got to get used to that being complete basketball players. So you're looking for the best competition in the summers. Yeah. Like you're, you're going to these places to see, hey, you know what? We don't know what these other teams are, are, are practicing or, or learning as well as what we're learning. So we have to be a tip top. You have to be at practice, have to be ready to go. Um, now tell me, uh, what is the regimen that you have them in practice? Um, do you guys do um, scrimmaging? Do you guys do, uh, like, t tell me how is your base uh, practice? So our, our base practice is I keep things really compact, really tight, schedule really tight, um, keeping it old school like uh, I learned from Coach Shark and one of the best. I, I don't have practices go over an hour and a half. Just like, uh, you know, you learn things as a teacher, uh, you know, kids can only stay engaged for so long. Those old school, you know, two, two and a half hour practices, kids just kind of zone those whole things out. You don't really end up getting a whole lot out of them other than the conditioning part of it. Um, but I like to keep things an hour and a half. And we do a lot of things that force our kids to react. Uh, we don't want kids to think while they play, you know, overthinking leads to a lot of bad stuff. Especially turnovers. basketball, yeah, where the game Talk is quick about turnovers. Yeah, That's right? the worst thing that you can have <laughs> in high school basketball is a turnover. Uh -huh. So we want kids to be able to read the situation, see the situation, and just react. Their brain just reacts. Muscle memory just reacts to it. Um, so we start off, we do our, our stretching period, about five to ten minutes, dynamic stretching. We go through our warm-ups, uh, you know, layups, uh, mid-range shooting, threes, whatnot. And then from there, we'll do a uh, break off into our individual periods, uh, which will look a little different this year because we're so small, like right. we're pretty much all guards. That, that was actually going to be my next question. It was going to be how how is it going to be, uh, how do you, uh, how is your team basically going to be the style they're going to play? I know it's running good, but like this, the, the length of your squad, you yeah. know what I mean? So we're really small. Um, handful of guys maybe two or three that are over six feet and uh barely when i say over six feet i'm, I'm like i'm being generous with shoes on and stuff right. like that uh, and which is an adjustment because we're going from having two guys that were six four that just ate up the middle ate up space for us last right. year um but uh going back to the breakdown of practice uh, so we'll go our individual period um about 10 to 15 minutes guys will do a lot of uh ball handling um skill work within that um that time frame um, and uh, I'll take a group coach will take a group and then we'll just work 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 um, and then we'll break it down uh, we'll go into our team periods from there so we'll go offensive period for about 15 20 minutes um, and if it's uh, as we go deeper into the season the the practices become less rigorous but let's say we're starting so in November our practices will look like that 15 20 minute period will be uh, hardcore putting in whatever offense we're putting in and just getting guys a lot of reps. Right. Um, getting them to move the ball, set those screens, and, and just attack the basket. And they'll just rep after rep after rep for that 15, 20 minute period. Um, after that, guys will get a washout. Uh, we'll talk for a little bit. Um, what do they see? And that, like I said, we, we want that player led movement. So we give those guys huge input into what we're doing. We want their, their to them to feel like their voices to be heard because we are listening to them. Right. So we'll, we'll, we'll take the temperature of the room, uh, feel, you know, what do they think's working, what do they not, think's not working, how is practice going at that moment. Um, and then from there, we'll go into that defensive period for the next 15, 20 minutes. And um, that, that's all work right there. Like, all right, 
I consider myself an offensive player, right? Like I hated to play defense. <laughs> like I hated. You can ask my parents; they laugh about it all the time. Like, oh, you're like the worst defensive player. You just played offense. But uh, I, you know, we pride ourselves on having a, a defensive team. Wow. Like everything starts on the defensive end. So you know, we'll do our five, ten minutes individual defensive drills. You know, slides, all that stuff. Mm -hmm. Working on being in the gaps, communicating, things like that. And then that last ten, we'll go like shell drill. So we'll go like four on four, five on five. Um, three on twos yeah so uh, after that part after we did individuals team uh, offense defense then that's when we go into our advantage period right so we play so fast that either we're always going to be at a disadvantage yeah. yeah either we're always going to be at a disadvantage uh, you know because we pick up full court so right. you know there's going to be those times where we only have one or two guys back offense has three or four and then at the same time we play so fast on offense we get the ball and go we're going to have those advantages yeah. so we work on those we, we start uh Two on one, we go three on two, four on three, all the way till we get to five on five. Wow! Yeah. And then we'll do that for about ten minutes, and then we'll we'll get our press in uh, scrimmage part. But our main goal is to always not just work on one thing. Whenever we're doing something, we're working on multiple things. That all at just once. Guys are going. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So like we're we're doing our press drill, but at the same time we're working on defensive press but at the and same your time feet work and yep. Yep. at the same time guys are working on offensive press break guys are working on running the lanes guys are working on being in the gaps all that type of stuff which is something that you're probably uh, praising right now for this team coming up and saying you know we need to be in those gaps because these once these sometimes these players get set on these sets you're going to be a step behind you know just oh, yeah. because of size but if you play those 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 gaps, you're able to you know take that and, and put it to your to your advantage. You know. Yeah. Oh yeah, and, and this year, like I said, since we're being so small, we're gonna have to add a rebounding period into this entire thing because the summer was one thing was tough for us to rebound the ball. What's a great thing though is is uh, they, they seem like they're willing to learn. Oh yeah. You know, yeah. they're they're willing to put that sacrifice in. Hey, I gotta do it. I gotta do it for the team. You know. Mm -hmm. um, so. Um, our biggest thing is we want to be able to get those kids to come to McLean, right? Like I said, the, the history the history before this year wasn't there. Uh, so at a start, the first thing you notice when you walk into the gym is the last time that McLean has won a league championship is 1966. So, you know, that's like talking before my parents yeah. were born. I yeah. mean, like I'll, I'll, considering that's like the grandparents of the kids that we have currently. That's like their great grandparents. That was like the beginning of the school. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So like, I think the school was like 58 or something like that. It's one of the oldest, right? Yeah, it's one of the, it's up there, yeah. Um, so that's like one of the first things you notice when you walk in a gym that's been almost 60 years since there's been a league championship. Um, so the history just wasn't there. Um, playoffs, there hasn't been a playoff victory in like the last 25 years which is our number one goal is to get that first one um and then just uh you know when we were in school um mclean never had that reputation as uh, being a good school overall like you, you hear about a lot of things drugs fights things like that kids cutting class and stuff like that um but over time um things have gotten 10 times better um the new administration that we have that uh, was there before I got there that's there currently has got the school on like such a great trajectory upwards um, like um, just the overall climate of the campus is real mellow um, the kids there are great like I've never had a poor interaction whether it be kids in my class or just kids on campus in general uh, I've always had real respectful um, 
uh, interactions with kids. You know, they come up, introduce themselves, or they say, hey, coach, or, you know, things like that. Like, they know me as coach on campus. Or, hey, did uh, you see that LeBron dunk last yeah, night? Right? Yeah. First thing they want to talk is about basketball. You're a basketball yeah. coach? All right. Uh, so they'll mention some stuff to me. And I, uh, and even from the faculty, like, everyone's been great. Uh, uh, staff meetings, stuff like that. Um, everybody helped me acclimate to being on campus, anything I needed, especially my department. Like, my department was awesome. Uh, our department chair helped me. She first thing gave me phone number any any questions you need don't hesitate not to email me call me. right uh, you know being a special ed i got to work with our school psychologists and things like That's that amazing. she left her door open to me uh, one thing that our we we tell our kids all the time and and they take advantage of is our uh, our door is always open if i'm you know at school which i'm you know i teach there so i'm there 24 7 all day <laughs> uh, yeah if you're in the passing period or you got something on your mind during class, uh, you know, ask your teacher if it's fine, go see me for a couple minutes, or during that passing period, you got something you need to get off your chest, talk about, whatever it is, uh, things at home, things, you know, just going on in the world you're worried about or whatever. Right. Our door is always open. Our guys don't live in the best of areas. Right. Um, you ever find yourself in any trouble? You know, guys, you know stuff they're not supposed to do. Don't hesitate to call us. We'll come pick you up or whatever the case right. may be. Right. Now, do you do you give uh, the the players opportunity to to really uh, work on their game individually, uh, maybe on their own time, uh, maybe before school, after school, on a weekend? Yeah. You, so you, the gym's always open Saturdays. Uh, and then what uh, I'll share some stuff right now that the kids don't know um, by the time they get back to school right so they have the time off and we want them to take this time off right like a lot of kids are in summer school they're doing basketball they're doing football so that it's almost as if the school year never ended they're just going 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 so we want them to take if they're not football players enjoy these three weeks uh, let your body rest up um, and just go back to being that high school kid um, you know get, you get to sleep in and do all this and let your mind be a yeah. sponge in a yep. way right yep. get, get that relaxing part of it because when school starts back up we go hardcore again um, but when they come back to school we're going to have two brand new shooting machines for them that you know when we took over when I took over this program there was only one and it was an old old wow. old model but when, and when they come back they're going to have that opportunity. Okay, uh, we're going to go two or three times out of the week. Saturday is always going to be open. You want to get a thousand shots up? Boom! We'll plug in the machines, and you guys go ahead and get to work. Oh yeah, there's a ton of them that like, so, don't want to take this time off, and it's like it's all reps, 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 and, and comp the, the machine builds confidence, right? The one thing we were missing last year was just that shooting piece. Uh, like I, I, we shot so many threes, but our overall percentage was like only. 21% when it was like, okay, if, if we can get that up to above 30, yeah. oh, like, 32, you know, 33, that's like an extra 12, 15 yeah. points. Yeah. Yeah. And then you're getting your your defensive stops. Yeah, yep. and then, I mean, getting. you know, when the ball goes so in the bucket. So you're getting by 30 points. You should be winning in by 30 points, yeah, exactly. in essence. Yeah. Not to say I'm putting any pressure on oh. you, but, you know, that's how it should that's how it should work oh, out. Oh, yeah, if, and, you if, know, being a defensive team, it's uh, a twofold. It's always predicated on putting the ball in the basket. Yeah. When you put the ball in the basket, okay, you can set up your defense. Mm -hmm. It's a lot harder for kids, and we teach this. We teach them off of misses to still be able to press the basketball. Yeah. But it's so much easier when you can put the ball in the basket exactly let me let me just ask you the fundraiser part oh yeah now. yeah i'll jump into that yeah um so we're gonna have um we're, we're providing opportunities for our kids in our area like you know little hoopsters we want to be able to provide those opportunities for kids in our area right um 
uh, it's it's hard right now because we're still getting you know it takes a lot to put that type of stuff together oh, yeah especially for little guys right the, that that can't shoot the ball all the way up there you got to bring in those certain baskets so we're fundraising to get those but we're gonna have we call ours Highlander Hoop Stars and this past year we had fourth through eighth uh, this year it's looking like we're gonna open it up third through eighth um, and we're gonna hit that thing hard like we want all the kids we have so many feeder schools I think we have like eight or nine. And we want to get all those kids involved. You know, the kids that sign up, they get a jersey, they get uh, instruction from not only the coaching staff but the players that we have, so they get to meet those older kids. Right. That, you said little hoopsters. You said, uh, you know, you the legacy kind of getting these feeder schools into. Um, do you, are you are you planning on maybe uh, starting um, clinics around that area too for maybe? Uh, underprivileged kids maybe oh, during yeah. the summer so or maybe not not necessarily for the school but just for the the game of basketball as yeah. well you know so for the uh, our my my biggest thing always is always going to be you know community first um it's part of the reason why i became a teacher uh why i'm a basketball coach um is to help the, the kids uh, uh, where i come from um, so i'm always going to give my time 100 percent of whatever i can you know uh, money wise and always 100% of myself to, to that area. Um, but what we're gonna do um, this fall, um, you know, uh, we're gonna have a free camp before we start our season. Um, so we're gonna invite, you know, however many kids the, the gym holds. They're gonna have to have the fire marshal come and shut us down if, if we have too many, but uh, we're gonna hold a free camp um, for, for kids just to get in the gym and just play basketball. That's uh, no experience needed, none of that type of stuff. Just go out there and have fun. Um, and then we're gonna do um, a big uh, regional school night this year, uh, and we're gonna do uh, posters, right? So we're gonna get our team posters made. After the game, we're gonna set up shop right there in the middle of the court, have our kids uh, sign get the pins, and yeah, oh. have all those kids come to the line and sign them. And then, you know, the same thing, guys, they go, the, all the kids that are involved in the Highlander Hoop Stars, they get into all our games for free. Um, so that as long as they wear their jersey and stuff like that, their families get in for free. Right. There's a legacy thing now for, for oh, yeah. uh, McLean basketball. Yeah. Um, now talk about, let, let's talk about uh, some of your influences. Uh, I know we talked about your, your high school influences like Bassard and, and um, you know, your teaching ones, but what about some of your athletic um influences like who are some of the players or maybe coaches that that outside of who you know but maybe you know professional or or uh semi-professional maybe some of your uh role models from there oh, okay um and you know it's hard to do without naming you know first and foremost my parents right just uh have always been upstanding not only parents i mean you see what kids have to go through now and you know you compare it to your childhood but um, being great parents on top of that to also being great coaches and great mentors to the community at large um, so there's those number one and number two my mom and my dad um, but number one and the biggest one um, coach Peter Sharkey um, a lot of the things I do today uh, will be considered old school or whatnot but we still I still use some of the things we did back then 2005 2004 2006 within our practice today and um, uh, I find myself often you know coming up with sayings that he did and I throw it out <laughs> to the kids because they'll have no idea what I'm talking about um, but just the way he carried himself um, and the he was way, respected too yeah, you oh, know yeah, like yeah. he was a respected man and that's what I liked about Sharky a lot though. sorry not to, not oh, to yeah, interrupt your, your time but um, yeah so 
Sharky was another. Oh yeah, he he was one of the first people I called after I got the job, um, and uh, you know, like I said, RP to him. Um, I, I had a conversation with him not too long before he passed away, and he had asked. Uh, we had a conversation, and he asked, "Hey, you still you teaching the kids some of the things that I taught you?" Like, yeah, most definitely, coach. I got you. I, I'm still, you know, we still putting the 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 three on three drills and all that stuff. Oh man, uh, we still do it. I still got kids doing Mike and layups by themselves under the basket. Uh, I got them working on their footwork, all that stuff. Freak pros, yeah, all that stuff. Uh, you know, teaching kids how to shoot the ball correctly, the Coach Sharky method, and, and he, all that he stuff. He knew how to teach them. Uh, and I mean, like I said, you had one of the best forms. I would, oh yeah, I would have to say. And your jump shot is, and do you, do you teach your kids the same thing? Like spread your legs, put your foot like towards the hoop, and yeah, yeah. You know, so get we're, we're big on a lot of that form stuff. Um, uh, I was actually teaching a kid the other day. I had him in the gym, um, and you know we were working on all that stuff: fingers, uh, getting the ball off your palm, and all that stuff, extension, everything. Um, but I, I like a lot of the stuff we did back then. Still, still used today. It's still used, man. Yeah. It's it's funny because. It's like it's a whole different style of basketball, but yet the fundamentals don't change. Oh, basketball is basketball, <laughs> yeah, of course. Basketball is always going to be basketball. But but what, what what about some of your other influential, uh, um, some of your influ like childhood influences? I'll oh, say, okay. you know. So even even then, uh, I guess you could say, you know, my mom always tells me I got an old soul or whatnot. Um, I've always been a big time influence, and even till to this day, I was yesterday or not yesterday, um, Thursday. Uh, on my lunch at summer school, I was watching. I found myself watching old uh, Nolan Richardson. I was watching a uh, 1994 Arkansas versus Duke. Uh, so that I mean, uh, uh, Nolan Richardson is a huge influence of mine. Uh, uh, his Arkansas teams, even one of his assistants, Mike Anderson, is a coach. Uh, coached at Arkansas because of St. John's. Uh, th that style of play has always been. Uh, just fascinating. Right. 40 minutes of hell is what they call right. it. Um, so he's one of my influences and then big John Thompson. I watch a lot of the old school Georgetown games. Uh, he was an incredible yeah. He was an oh, incredible yeah. coach. If you ever have the opportunity to read his book uh, I Came as a Shadow, uh, great read uh, about his life, about uh, how he got to where he got to, some of the experiences he came uh, into. It's a good out. book to pick up. Um, and, and maybe some of your favorite players as well. Oh, yeah. So I tell the kids, the kids hate it because I'm, I'm a huge LeBron fan. Anytime they bring up these younger guys, I tell them LeBron or, or they always talk about Michael Jordan. I tell them, you know, we were younger. We came up. When, with, with Mike, though. Yeah. We were, I mean, Mike was at the peak. Oh, he was at the up. peak, yeah. He, we didn't see losing Mike. Oh, we yeah. saw winning Mike. Yeah, right. But when we were growing up, we were in high school, right? So I remember I couldn't wait freshman year to get done with practice so I could go home and watch LeBron's senior year high school game on ESPN. Oh, my god! So I remember that. And then at the same time, him playing against Carmelo. I remember Carmelo at Syracuse that freshman year. It was like our, our sophomore year, Amazing, junior year. Dude. Yeah, crazy stuff, Amazing. right? Amazing. Uh, so those, those guys, uh, that 03, 04 NBA class, were like, that, that's my group. Is that right the there. best class? Would you say that's the best class ever? I would say that 03 class compares with that 96 class. Yeah, 96. I would have to say just a little, a little bit edge, just because they, that point guard position they had real stacked. Oh, yeah. um, you know, in that in that in that in that 96 draft. That class, Dash, yeah. yeah. Um, to me, he's one of the greatest point guards of all time. So you you can't. You, there's nobody in that class besides Dwayne Wade. I would say in that in that um, LeBron's class that I would say Chris Paul. Oh no, Chris Paul's on six. You're right. You're right. You're right. But Chris yeah. Paul as well to me is still yeah. kind of yeah. yeah, I, yeah. I, 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 <laughs> 
Were you a Kobe fan at all? Oh, no, not really. Growing up in the late 90s, though, my my guy was Ray Allen. Like, watching him your guy, be a Your game guy. is so similar, bro. <laughs> that mid-range, I, like, I <laughs> off love. Off the pick, though. You, oh, yeah. You were I dangerous off game. the pick, bro. Off the high pick and then yeah. right off the top. Whoop. You don't see it a lot now, uh, especially at our level. Uh, it's a lot ways, especially sometimes we even get caught up, you know, playing so fast to see they're getting to the bucket or shooting a three. Right. But that there's something about that that 15 foot game that's just it's basketball personified. The, the, even <laughs> even even shooting it off the glass yeah. is just oh, something yeah. on that. Uh, something about I bet you do that to your, to your, oh, yeah. to your and they get pissed about them. <laughs> Why do we got to do this? Did you even call backboard coach? <laughs> Why do we got to shoot? Why do we got to practice this? So so look, let's talk about maybe something your um, uh, music influences too I, I mean you you were probably somebody that listened to uh, music throughout you know playing basketball and maybe some of that influenced your game in, in a way um, can you talk about any of your uh, musical influences uh, yeah um, just like music in general uh, like I said I have an old school listen to a lot of um well, let's say, what, what would you listen to before you were going to get prepared for a game? Oh, or what so as you a know? player, before getting ready for games, in high school, it was always 50 Cent. It's 50 Cent, and the game was always that, that West Coast stuff before I got ready to, to, to go ahead and take the court. Uh, in college, um, uh, it, it, it kind of varied. Um, Jeezy. Yeah, I would listen to Jeezy. I would listen to a lot of uh, Kanye West. Oh, I took yeah. John, like, 2008 was Kanye West. Yeah. I, like, before, I think I, I put just put... Uh, uh, what was that album? Uh, before every game, I listened to it. Uh, Graduation. Yeah, I, I do that on before every game. Before I, that was my like my. We always have an hour of uh, warm ups before we actually went back in the locker room to talk before we went game pre game warm ups. Right. So every time I go out there, I throw on headphones and I would when I do my personal shoot around, zone out to Kanye West. And, yeah. and and how about now? Some of your music influences. What what, what do you listen to now? Um, to listen to now, uh, I still listen to the same old stuff. Um, I, you know, the car rides with the kids, they're always trying to, always, coach, let me put you on some of this stuff. <laughs> and let me it's get like, the yeah, right, right. <laughs> coach, why are we listening to this? Give me, give me the chord, give me the chord. Uh, but they, they put me on to some of this stuff. I can't remember the guy's name and stuff like that. Right. But I just give it to give them the controls and let them go crazy with it. Now, now, do you, do you give them a little bit of, uh, uh, creativity and practice as well? Do you allow them to play music or express themselves oh, yeah. or practice yeah. as so well? Yeah, we, uh, we we always warm up to music. Um, when we scrimmage, we'll we'll, we'll throw the, the the gym music on. Uh, uh, in the locker room, uh, I kind of let them. I give them their space. Game days, I give them their space. That first 20, 30 minutes, uh, talk about whatever they got to talk about, uh, hang out. Um, and they, they always blast the music and then when I come in it's time to get serious everything gets shut off um, but yeah we, we listen we're, we're big on music in the program how about uh, I know you, you already talked about uh, one of the books that you've, uh, you, you you mentioned any other books that you you've read that you, you uh, would talk to uh, you would like to tell my viewers or my listeners oh, I, I could talk about books for days I don't know if you follow maybe, my, my maybe your top page three. I, like I actually do it's cigars and books yeah, there you go <laughs> I know that uh, but, but maybe some of a couple of your favorites you know yeah so I, I the pandemic came and I, I just I went back I was always a big reader growing up you know my mom's a teacher um, so every summer we had like where, she, where did your mom teach she taught at Mickey Cox Elementary she taught at Clovis High okay um uh, but you know, a typical teacher. Uh, as summer summertime came around, and you had to read X amount of books. And right. Not only did you have to read X amount of books, you had to tell me what that book was about. Um, and so I, I always was a big reader growing up. Um, 
uh, and then kind of you know, some of your childhood favorites. Then, what are some of your childhood favorites that you? Uh, childhood favorites. I was big on uh, big on biographies as a child. For some reason, I don't know why. I always loved to read biographies. Me the, too. The, the MLK stuff always stood the out MLK, to me. Yeah, Malcolm X. John X, F. Kennedy. The, um, Jackie Robinson. I had a Jackie oh, Robinson book. I had like three of them. I love Jackie Robinson. As a kid. Dude. He's amazing, dude. Yeah. And then growing up, the Harry Potter series was always big to me. Mm-hmm. Um, but I put reading aside for a little bit. And then as I got into teaching, I picked it back up. Especially when the pandemic came, um, I just had, you know, so much time taking classes. Um, I just started reading again. Um, fell in love with the, the one of the first books I read was The Alchemist by uh, Paulo Colo from Brazil. Uh, this is like one of the number one books in the world. Um, just a, a overall uh, great read, really short, about like 200 pages, not, not too long, um, but just about chasing your dreams. Um, there's that. Uh, I read a lot of, um, depending on, you know, what area you're from or, or how you would classify yourself, a lot of uh, Latinx or Latino books uh, written by Latino authors. Um, Cause you know, like like we had talked about earlier, you know, in school, well, you well, know, you're you're mixed race as well, yeah, right? Yeah. So what 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 race uh, what race is uh, black you? and Mexican? Okay, okay. Yeah. But you know, like we had talked about, you know, growing up, whether you went to school on this side of town or wherever, the curriculum is not uh, the same. For it's not based everybody. on yeah. So yeah. It, you read a lot of books, but they're not uh, from authors that look like you or have your similar background. Right. So I, I've just been collecting books for my son when he gets older. Um, and I read a lot of those books too, um, but yeah, the Alchemist is up there. Um, uh, Celestine Prophecies is a good one to kind of help me get back into my uh, uh, assess my 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 spiritual stuff and then get things a second look around. Um, and that's a good series too. There's like four books in that Celestine Prophecy series, um, and then uh, the John Thompson book. I came to shadow as like a huge. Um, because uh, growing up, so my, my grandpa's always been a huge Celtics fan. So he always tell me about the 60s, just, you know, the Celtics the, heyday. The greatest, the yeah. greatest And teams. so we talk about uh, John Thompson. I had no clue he was such a good player as well. And he was, uh, but not not the good player. He he was on those teams, but he didn't play. Right. And so I, as I got to dive into that book, I got to read, you know, his time at Providence, who, you know, was the NIT champion guy. His time with the Celtics and his time he spent as a teacher first before he got fully into coaching wow and uh i mean just so that 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 probably puts you in the right direction where you needed to go right especially when you probably had that headspace where you wanted to go to the next level but then you you decided you know this education part this thing this part that i have to really overcome to get to that where you are now yeah and and let me ask you uh i know uh you do you eat out a lot around the town or do do you do you have a couple spots that you and your family like to go to um it's kind of hit or miss. Um, my son has his favorite places he likes to go to, but his are like more like more or less the chain stuff. Right. Um, me, when I'm around uh, the McLean area, um, I eat at uh, there's a, a restaurant uh, right across the street uh, called uh, Antojitos. Uh, I eat there really good Mexican food. Um, uh, you put me on the spot right now. <laughs> um, so I eat there. Uh, if I have the opportunity, I try to try to the the food trucks. You know, our, our friend, uh, you know, Brandon Knight's been my best friend since the age of four. Uh, when he came back to town for a little bit, he had his truck, and you know, I was there. It was amazing food. Oh dude. yeah, that was amazing. Marb soul food was great. Uh, uh, there's another one. Um, it's a uh, El Salvadorian food truck. Uh, Salvadorian sizzle is pretty good. 
Um, but yeah, I'm all over the place. I, 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 like, I like that you named food trucks, bro. <laughs> like you were just like food trucks, and see, that's what I like about Fresno. It's like it's now changing that culture of food and art and everything is changing around here, and that's why I want to promote. You know, you see what you what what a head coach. We'll go eat. So um, you're supporting you're supporting that local to. too. Yeah, that's good. Bro. Right, that's like really so I, good. I, it's I Fresno through and through, and even even more to the point. Uh, you know, I have you know nine three seven one zero tatted on me. Um, wherever I, I can give back to the community or whoever's trying to help better our area, I'm all for it. That's great, man. And uh, just tell them where you could uh, where they could find you. You know, if uh, I know they're looking for the. Uh, the clinics that you're putting up or maybe your social media that you want to oh, yeah. you know promote for for the for your basketball team where they can see the games or the schedule or whatnot yeah let me pull it up we have um so we have a a, a program instagram uh, mclean boys basketball um and you can find a lot of um things if you want to follow the program we post uh, pictures of our team videos schedules things like that uh, we also have Twitter, and I want to say it's the same thing too. Uh, yeah, McLean Boys Basketball, at McLean Boys, Boys B-Ball for uh, Twitter. Uh, we have a website, uh, HighlanderHoops.com. Uh, post a schedule there, uh, pictures of our kids, uh, information about camps, things like that. Um, so we're, we're out there, we try to keep things uh, flowing with all that stuff because that's what the kids are into. Um, and you know they want to they want to get their pictures put it, put on and stuff like that. So we're all we're all for that promoting our, our program. So um, so what are you most excited about for this upcoming season? Uh, most excited uh, to continue with what we started. Just just to watch the growth from these young guys mm -hmm. and just see where they take it and just uh, uh, just being that that guide um, uh, as they as they grow and as they go because. Um, uh, you know, as the head coach um, of a program, you know, your people know the program through you. You're pretty much the face of the program, but um, I'll always give credit over to the kids. They're the ones that are putting in the time in. They're the ones that are doing whatever we ask. They're the ones running the suicides. They're the ones hitting the books late at night after practice. Um, so all the credit's always going to go to all the kids. Now, before we finish up, I just want to ask, uh, what kind of message would you uh, like to portray to the listeners or people here in Fresno or even maybe someone that um, wants to start basketball or is in the middle of trying to transition into making it to the next level? Is there any uh, words of encouragement or anything uh, that you may maybe live by that, that you could uh, share with our listeners? Yeah, so one thing we always tell all our kids, one thing I, I try and tell people that I come in contact with or just if they're looking at me as an example is just whatever you got going on just don't give up um, whatever you're doing um, just keep fighting through pushing through uh, a lot of people um, don't see whatever they're working on through to the finish uh, when um, all you got to do is just keep going just keep pushing and that's all um, you really have to do a lot of people don't end up making it across that line or reaching their goals because they just give up a little bit too soon Definitely. But if you just keep going with it, just keep going with it um, You never know where it'll take you now. Is there anything that you would like to add anything? Uh, maybe some shout outs that you would like to give while you have this platform. Yeah, uh, number one I always got to give a shout out to my son. I, I know he's gonna listen to this later or whatever you put it out um, So he just turned seven. Uh, he'll be starting second grade um, is a huge 
sports fan. Uh, I mean, you know, how could he not be with the, you know, dad's a coach, uncles are football players, grandpa's a coach. Yeah, so I mean, everywhere, everywhere we go is always, he's surrounded by sports. He's getting ready to start soccer next month. Uh, you know, the, the pandemic kind of put a hitch in our athletic plans. Not not basketball. He was always in the gym no matter what. I see what. him put a few of those little <laughs> drills already. Yeah, he's always in the uh, basketball. But, the basketball's uh, bigger than he is, and he's already right, got those right. handles, dude. Uh, he's always had basketball, but uh, we wanted to get him into those other sports. So uh, he'll be starting soccer for the first time, and then baseball come uh, spring. So I'll give a shout-out to him. Uh, shout-out just to my, my kids in general, just the – my my kids in my classes the kids that i have in the program um all 40 because uh, we carried all three teams all the kids we have in our freshman team the jv team the varsity team and then lastly to to my staff um you know like i said i keep you know brushing over mclean program for mclean guys we want those guys to always look at our program as family when they graduate they'll always come back give words of encouragement to the new guys if there's anything they need we're going to try and always help them out best they can, uh, best we can. And then um, we just want that whole thing to just like a big cycle, keep going through, keep going through, keep going through. Well, thanks, man. I, I appreciate your time. And I know you've been busy this uh, last couple of weeks. And uh, thanks for giving me the time and uh, talk about your team and the upcoming uh, season. And I wish you guys a, a lot of luck, man. I'll, I'll probably come to a few games this season, see how you guys uh, pan out. Thank you, man. Appreciate it. Anytime I get a chance to talk about 93703 and brag on my kids, I'm going to take it. <laughs> All right. Thanks, man. Yeah.